When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mean. Shot comes oh, in. It's a, goal. Oh, it's a lovely goal. What an angle. It's Gonzalo Ramos. The youngster. The man who came in to replace Cristiano Ronaldo has just done his job. <laughs> Drops to the right flank for Diogo Dalo. Here's Ramos oh, again. Oh, yes. Gonzalo Ramos at the front post. Oh, on the end. Story. Portugal are oh, in again. Ramos ball. with a hat trick. Here we go for the hat trick. He has He's done, done it. it. He has done it. Gonzalo Ramos has put his what name up in lines. His name is Gonzalo Ramos. He is 21 and he has a hat-trick in the round of 16 match at a World Cup. Stunning performance. First hat-trick of this World Cup as I welcome in Andy Harper, Paramount Plus football expert. Uh, Harps, thanks for your time again. What does this all mean for the great Cristiano Ronaldo? Well, firstly, commentary was courtesy of where, Jules? That was amazing. That was amazing on, bit of history. That was on SEN. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, what, wow, what, what an incredible debut, starting debut. Um, listeners should realise that um, in two international appearances, one of which was a start, that was today, he scored four goals. Just, just quite remarkable. Uh, Portugal today were, were sumptuous, really sumptuous, uh, and dispatched Switzerland as though they may as well not have been there. And this, this result, a couple others like it, um, bring Australia's heavy defeat to France back into some sort of uh, perspective as well. So really heavy defeat for Switzerland at a, in, in a knockout match in Portugal. Just mouth-watering. And Ramos, wow, we're watching um, probably... Well, we're definitely watching the start of what is probably going to be an amazing career. And we can all collectively draw our memories back to round of 16 in the 2022 World Cup as the as, as perhaps the genesis of it. Incredible experience watching that. Unbelievable they were, Portugal, uh, in that match. They go through, they'll play Morocco in a quarterfinal now. But what about Cristiano Ronaldo, Andy? So he, he wasn't happy being substituted in the match before and some sort of lip reading from some Portuguese people said he was sort of having a go at the manager. The manager spoke post-game that he, he wasn't overly happy about it. Then he's chose to leave him on the mm. bench. How, how brave a decision is that from the manager, given the status of this man and the fact it's a mm. it's a knockout game in a World Cup? Well, what what it, it tells me is that uh, he, he's mindful of the importance of Ronaldo and managing his final days as a national team player at the top flight, um, and this will be a, a huge test from here. I mean, Portugal was so good today, and how Ronaldo handled himself and what he wants his World Cup legacy to be is purely. In, in up to him now. Um, it was an, uh, a, a petulant display if we're to, we've got no reason to doubt, if we're to, to believe the translators who are fluent in Portuguese who, who believe what uh, they understood what he said and, and whether or not the coach left him out because of that discipline or lack of uh, or it was purely tactical is, is something that hasn't been answered yet. But I think you know everybody who's a fan of what Ronaldo has done and his quite incredible career would be hoping that he can exit the World Cup stage with more than a passing measure of grace and, and do it humbly, but with everyone offering the adulation that I believe his career deserves. I would hate for him, I would hate for him to be remembered in this swan song 
um, for losing control of his emotions and having his ego overrun things. And I thought the cutaways that were taken of him whilst he was warming up, whilst whilst um, Portugal was scoring, um, that went to air, I thought were instructive. He, he looked at peace. He looked happy for his team. And he looked ready to contribute. And if, if the manager, coach... Is, is able to massage the situation to that effect from here. Portugal can go on a run a deep, deep towards the final, and why not qualify for it? In fact, I've got a few romantic hopes left in this World Cup. Some of them conflict with each other, but one of them certainly is for Argentina and Messi to face Portugal and mm. Ronaldo in the final. Um, and that's, that dream's still intact. Any chance, for, well, it's always a chance, but any chance Ronaldo starts in the next match, given what unfolded today with, with the man that replaced him? Well, of course there's a chance. Um, it depends on how players recover. It depends on how this coach manages the impact of the youngster and, and what you know a second start for him might do. Whatever's best for the team, I think it's pretty clear that, uh, that the coach is going to pick it on what is best for the collective. Um, and whatever that is, you know, and managing this needs to be bringing Ronaldo along, having him integral to the process and everybody realising that um, we are here to deliver the nation a championship, but to deliver the king his final goal. Um, and he needs to understand and feel comfortable uh, and the coach needs to set that scene so that he feels comfortable uh, in that matrix, wherever it is in which he sits. So it's going to be a fascinating play from the coach. Do you let the young ball just run ahead again and score another, another hat? Because they were just so good today. And if you don't play him, what does that do to the team mechanics? And if you do play Ronaldo uh, in a football sense, what can he bring that can make the team even better? So all these dynamics need to be um, considered. And, and this is why these coaches, um, you know, this is not a matter of X's and O's mm. on the on the. On the whiteboard, this is how you manage people, how you manage the personalities, how you bring the dynamic so that all the gears lock perfectly together on game day. And it certainly worked that way today for Portugal. Speaking to Andy Harper, Paramount Plus football expert, uh, possession's not nine-tenths of the law in football. Spain dominated possession, over a 1,000 passes for one shot on target. But given Morocco topped their group, it's probably not a. Is it a massive shock they beat Spain today? And and how big is this oh, for African football? Well, African football are disappointed in this tournament, actually, and and I think African football uh, since Cameroon and Roger Miller in 1990 has disappointed basically yeah. every four years since. I mean, Senegal knocked France out round one of 2002. There've been fits and starts from the African teams, so that remains a separate discussion. Morocco is a special group of players, however. Um, and their two wingers are just lightning and, and great on the ball. They've got a fantastically organised defence with players who are doing this at PSG and in the Italian First Division, Serie A. So it's no surprise to me. In fact, I was had the pleasure, privilege of watching Portugal play Morocco at the last World Cup. And whilst Morocco didn't win the game, you could see the seeds of this generation of players. They're mid to late 20s. They've had four years now uh, on that circuit doing very, very well. But the time could be right for them. Um, I'm not saying to win it because I, I don't know quite how experienced in winning big things the bulk of these players are. And that counts because France and Brazil are just looking at another level at the moment. Generally, Portugal now in that discussion with what they did. But it's not a surprise to me to see Morocco. They're my pre-tournament smoky. They're still burning. Um, they just, you know, they, they, they made Spain with all their possession look impotent, really. And Spain were just doing things too slowly. 
and this very well organised defence with great, seriously great players, this Morocco team. Most of our listeners uh, mightn't be completely aware of the individuals, um, but if they just dig around a little bit, they'll see the pedigree of where they're playing, uh, and they're carrying that out into the national international arena, and they're a real good thing, mate. They're going to take a lot of beating from here, and. One of my other romantic hopes for this World Cup is that someone new wins it. There's a cast of very familiar faces left in the round of, uh, in the quarterfinal round, but so far we've got Portugal, Morocco, and Croatia, the only teams still yeah. alive who haven't won the thing yet. So that's another, that's another angle to my romantic outlook for this World Cup. And you are a romantic man. There's no doubt about that. Uh, now your former colleague uh, Adam Peacock's. Uh, on Code Sports, got an article with James Johnson from the FFA who's made it clear that he wants Graham Arnold to lead the Socceroos to the next World Cup. What's your thoughts on on Arnie's future? James Johnson wants him to lead mm, it. Correct. Right, okay. Well, um, yeah, what will be will be. I, I would like I would like actually for Graham to want to go and conquer another frontier personally. Um um, I don't have much else to say on that. I don't know what they're deliberating on. It was an incredible World Cup. I'd like, I'd like Graham to leave on a high. Um, now that everything he's done and said has been vindicated in this four-game appearance at the World Cup, I personally would like him to say, to leave unblemished from this point on, um, to leave with his, with his reputation in gold. Um, and go to and go and do something else, conquer another frontier. That's what I would I would like. I, I just will say as a sidebar, um, I do wish players wouldn't wade into the world of employing coaches or not. It's not their business, mm. um, and it's it's unbecoming. Um, I just think people should leave that to Graham and his his management um, and Football Australia to review the entirety the entirety of Graham's time in charge, not necessarily the last mm. four games. And if I'm an outsider having a beer with Arnie, I'm saying, now's the time, mate. You're a national hero. Why would you risk it? Well said, Andy. Now, take a couple of days rest. You've got A-League returning this weekend. Uh, big games too, Sydney versus Melbourne City and World Cup quarterfinals. So you're going to need a bit of naps the last the next couple of days to get ready for a massive weekend of football. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, well, the, the, the A-League women's has been ticking over the last couple of weeks, keeping us engaged in the local scene. And then the men return... Um, the Jets play the Mariners on Sunday at Gosford. Three returning Socceroos will be at Gosford. Not sure how much game time they'll get, but you'd expect a pretty rousing reception for them. Danny Vukovic, um, Jason Cummings, and, and particularly uh, Gary Quall, because the countdown's on before he departs for Newcastle United. So we make the most of them while we have them. That's just that one game, and Sydney play Melbourne City uh, in Sydney on Saturday night. That's probably the pick of the matches this weekend. Um, and then, you know, three Melbourne City players returning to the fold. I'm not quite sure how much their national team heroics will be received by the Sydney FC fans, given that there's three points at stake. But you'd still like to think if Matthew Leckie, Damien McLaren, Mark Cotillio take the field, at least um, at least reveal themselves to the crowd, they'll get a really, really warm response. I'm looking forward to the return of the comp, and particularly the eight Socceroos who are resaddling for A-League duty this weekend. Magnificent. Thanks for your time again, Andy. Anya Jules, see you, mate.